Blog Talk Radio. I read an article. Every week I do, okay? And this one said that you should take the goody-goody approach to life, you know? And if you do that, you're going to do a lot better in your life. But how do you do that? How do you take the goody-goody approach? There's a specific way, okay? Here's what you do. You act like a Pollyanna. When something bad happens, you find the silver lining, okay? In a psychology experiment, they had these volunteers write stories in which something good came out of something bad. Get it? Like some failure ends up helping you. And after writing the stories, they apparently showed greater persistence in, in moving towards their goals compared to a control group. Okay? So if you want to try this yourself, at the end of every day, you look at something that went wrong, and you come up with a lesson that you learned that might help you. Like if you made 50 calls and none of them got you anything, you say, well, at least I know I'm persistent, and that's going to pay off in the long run for sure. I, I myself, I, I don't think I would find that. I wouldn't find it too inspiring, no. And maybe that's why I don't enjoy the greater well-being, the life satisfaction, and the superior mental health that you know these uh, positive thinkers uh, apparently do. Right? Okay, I'm going to cut it there, leave it short. And now, Stacy, Stacy, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Show! Thank you, Stacy, that was the guest. Stacy took Jerry's because Jerry, you know, sends me a message five minutes before the show. I'm not coming, so the guest offered to do the show. Thank you, dear. Okay. And before I move on, I'd like to thank my sponsors: PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire. Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. Now, I was going to ask G- Jerry a question, uh, Stacy, but I'll start off asking asking you that, even before we get to your intro. Uh, are you a positive thinker? I like to think so. You have yeah, to be. Yeah, okay. Do you, yeah. do you see the, the good side of bad events? I see the lesson that you can learn from a lot of different things. I think it's hard. Uh-huh. It's. I think you're worse hey, on give yourself me an example. if you give me focus an example. on negative. No, no generalities here. Give me an example. When did oh, you sure. do that last? And maybe you can't think of one, but go ahead. Try. <laughs> there has been times where I have had clients, for instance, who um, maybe I've lost an account or something went wrong, and it affected my business or affected me personally or affected my family yeah, or yeah, friends. Doc, I was waiting for one story, <laughs> one event. Can't you hear me? We're right at the beginning <laughs> of the show. Pay attention. 
I'll move on. Okay, this is going nowhere. Your Twitter address is Stacy Broadwell. S T A C E Y B R O A D W E L L. How come on Facebook you're Stacy Broadwell Stouffer, and on LinkedIn and Twitter you're Stacy Broadwell? Be brief. Um, because I got married halfway through having my business, and so I didn't want to change all my marketing materials and my Twitter handles okay, where who's, everybody who's knew Broadwell me as Stacy Broadwell. Stouffer? Who's Stouffer? Stouffer is my husband. Okay, but does he, John does he call himself, my husband. Does he call himself Bill Broadwell Stouffer? Does he take your name? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Mm-mm. Why not? No, he's very Why traditional. Not? Why not? I know. That's what I said to him. I, I, I said the same thing. No, okay, he does not. You're a, tech recruit, you're a tech recruiter, right? Yes. You're a tech recruiter. Mm-hmm. Anything, anything else we should know about that to be a little more specific that's significant? Or just, you know, that you recruit, recruit software developers? Is that enough for us to know? No, I do a lot of events. I do a conference. Okay, no, no, I'll give podcast. you a chance to plug your events. I'm talking about <laughs> your recruiting right now. You're an agency recruiter. You're a third-party agency yes. recruiter. What kind of people are you recruiting? We do technology professionals, we do software engineers, we do analytics professionals. I get a lot of data science professionals that we hire for. Um, uh-huh. yeah, okay, why on LinkedIn? We do. Why, uh, 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 why on LinkedIn? You're going to, you know, she's got her own podcast. I'll, I'll let her <laughs> tell you about that in a sec, but she's going to learn a lot today, okay, about how to guide a guest. Okay, so just pay attention, Stacy. So okay. uh, why do you specify on LinkedIn that your company is woman-owned? Is that significant in any way at all? Absolutely. I think it, uh, when we first launched, I think it was significant in stating that we are a woman-owned business in two, in two reasons. Um, one, um, because we're a small business, but two, because we're working in technology. And I think that's really rare to have women who are working in technology. And um, I really wanted to express that. Yeah. Well, so, but how is it significant in practical terms? That I am a woman and I am a, of a rare breed <laughs> of women who are in technology. Yeah. So what? The diversity aspect of it. Yeah, but you're not working for it. You're not. They're not going to hire you. I mean, what is the significance? I won't. I won't go too long. Anybody else can chip in if they want to, because she's having trouble. She's drowning. What's the significance of announcing to everybody that a woman owns this company? What's the practical significance? Can you recruit more women than Jerry? Jerry's an IT recruiter. Can you recruit more women than Jerry? Um. Can I recruit more women than Jerry, perhaps? Um, I think women like to work with other women. You know, I think there is a there there is certainly an approach um, and a conversation that can be had on recruiting other women that is different. Um, yeah, how? And, uh, and I think... Hey, hey, No, okay. Yeah, yes. Hey, Michael uh, there's, there's also a benefit, you know, if you're certified as a minority or woman-owned uh, company, there are Windy. many companies that are looking to uh, work with uh, suppliers or contractors that that are minority and women-owned. What, what do they get? Do, do the government uh, reduce their taxes or something for doing that? I like, or what's what's they the get uh, advantage? It first. What? Alan? They get con- is that Alan? They get con- 
they get cons- in many cases they get cons- they get preferential. Why? Just for the symbolic value to 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 signal to everybody a virtue signal. Hey, I'm a hiring manager and I, I I'm willing to trust a woman. No, to because do my especially especially in government projects, there's contractual yeah. obligations to hire x x percentage of people through women-owned, minority-owned, veteran-owned businesses. Yeah. Okay. Okay. These two men pulled your chestnuts out of the mm-hmm. fire there, Stacy. I'm just don't want you to be aware of that. On on the on the gender issue. Okay. But here's another here's another diversity question. Mm-hmm. Would you send out a candidate who would you send out a candidate who had Tourette syndrome? Fuck you <laughs> I would send out any candidate who could do the job. Yeah, you know what? That's like one of those non-answers. Okay, so you would. You, I'm going to put the words into your mouth. You would mm-hmm. send out someone who had the competent, the technical competence, who had Tourette syndrome. It wouldn't be an issue, right? It's just it's another di- form of diversity. Am I right about that? Okay, you don't want to answer. Yeah. I've answered for you. Everybody knows you dodge a question, which is bad. Okay, okay. What? Let me ask you another question. Do candidates care about culture? Pardon me. Yeah, definitely. I I yeah, definitely you know care about culture. How do you know mm-hmm. that? How do you know that? Uh, I'll give you an example. My hey, husband. By the is way, a, okay, no, no, wait a mm-hmm. second. I yeah. forgot. Alan Fleur. I saw him in your podcast, your advertisement for your big event coming. Uh, L.A. Tech Recruit. Why don't you tell us about that now? Since you got one of the stars of the show right here. Myself, you want me to tell you about LAX Tech Recruit? Yeah, you. Yeah, you, yes, not me. We are, <laughs> thank you, LAX Tech Recruit, techrecruit.io, um, is a conference for technology professionals. Um, it's actually to teach innovations on recruitment. So it's really not about tech recruiting, and I know that can be kind of confusing, but it's about the technologies you use to make some, your job second, more somebody, efficient as a recruiter. somebody listening to the, wait a sec, please, is somebody listening yeah. to the show and has their speakers on at the same time? Because for the last five minutes, I've been hearing myself. Okay? And I don't like that. It wrecks the show. It's getting worse. Don't do it. Okay? Kathy, well, let, let me see. Let me, before we get to that, let me get, is Kathy on the line yeah. still? Is Kathy, Kathy here? Kathy here? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So it's not you wrecking the show today, is it? No, I hear it now go, too. Okay. Okay. Wait a second. Is Alan Fleur still here? Yep. Is Alan Fleur? Yeah. You want to promote the, your 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 gig on on? Uh, you got a nice, deep, forceful <laughs> voice. Okay. She's got a woman's voice, and, and you know, crucify me if you want to. It's softer than yours. Okay. I want a bold advertisement for her uh, L.A. recruit. Alan Fleur, you're one of the stars of the show. You do. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to start out really quick, Animal, that, you know, your your voice is really sexy. Anyway, so the L.A. Text, text Recruit Conference is really kind of cool because it's not a big, uh, you know, you've got ERE and SourceCon, which are big, huge conferences. These are real small, local, maybe 75, 100 people, local people talking, and some others coming flying in. They talk about relevant stuff. Everybody sort of gets to meet everybody. What are you talking everybody. about, Alan? Alan, Alan, what are you talking about? We're still finishing that up. We're, we've got two things. It could be employee value proposition. It could be a couple of other things. Mm-hmm. She, she wants. She asked me to expand okay. on. Okay. Okay. Stacy said. Wait a second. Stacy said it's just about innovative things. What are you going to talk about that's innovative? Anything that's specially innovative? 
You, you'll have to come to hear it. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. I got another trick question. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. I saw. I I watched the promo for this, and you had uh, Lou Adler, and he said uh, mm-hmm. something about disrupt. What did he say about disruption? If you want to make money, you got to disrupt. Disruption is the key. Disruption is the key. I'm gonna. I don't know. I wrote it down, but I have to find it. What? Let me just see what he said. He said disruption is the solution. Disrupt is mm-hmm. what does that mean? Do you have any idea? I don't. Do you know what that means? Stacey? Doing things that are different, using technologies that are new, being more okay. efficient. I think the entire landscape of recruitment has been evolving and changing, and mm. I've been stuck in that rut yeah, where no, I was no, doing no, things yeah, okay. the old way, uh-huh. and it was taking yeah. me a long time to okay, do well, them. Give us an example. And so many give tools a, wait out a there. Give me the date. Give me the date of mm-hmm. the of the show. Give me the date of the show. Um, it's July 18th in Los Angeles. In Los and then Angeles. September, correct, yeah. And September okay. 18th in Chicago. Okay. And if somebody wants to go and, and see, see, see the uh, website, what is it? TechRecruit.io. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and you, what's your podcast's uh, uh, URL? What's the domain for your podcast? You can also get that on techrecruit.io or on iTunes. That's across what, what, eight different platforms. Yeah. Uh, techrecruit.io. So no okay. 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 Animal, okay. So, why did you ask that question about Tourette syndrome? I don't get that. Uh, it's a diversity question. How diverse uh, is she? Okay. I wanted to know. <laughs> well, you, okay. Uh, that was just a weird Two. question. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was valid. It's interesting. I've never heard it asked anywhere else. You go to the L.A. Tech Recruit and you ask that question, and you'll be the only one who does. Okay, I guarantee it. Okay, I'm sure so, I would be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but Stacy was going to tell. I got to put the show back on the rails. Yeah. Stacy was going to Stacy was going to tell us uh, how she uh, herself decided to innovate. She, she. It sounds like you you had some yeah. ideas about recruiting. And you changed your mind mm-hmm. over the course of the last 10 years to do something different. Is, are you going to tell us that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I was running a staffing agency, um, IT Talent Search, and I took some time off to have a family. And as I was reemerging, actually last year, I was looking around at different tools and technologies, a new ATS, uh, what email things were we going to use, how we're going to nurture our, our talent, what, what are the new technologies that are out there, because I was using Max Hire at the time, and Bullhorn bought them. And so I was looking at YouTube, I was calling vendors, I was getting sales pitches, and I really just said, I want to know what my peers are using. And nobody really wanted to sit and have coffee with me and tell me their entire tech stack. So it kind of came about this idea, well, how about we get them on a stage? They'll talk about what their tech stacks are and what they're using and what their technologies and their strategies are. This is what you should have said 10 minutes ago when I asked you to plug your conference. Now I'm actually asking you, what have you done differently that proves that innovation Mm -hmm. is worthwhile? Okay? So you had this break, this hiatus in your career to have a a baby. So what were you doing before? that you decided, hey, that's old hat, I'm going to do it different now. A specific thing. You know, this is the hardest thing. Don't ever let people do this in your podcast. Don't let them spout generalities. Make them get concrete, nitty-gritty. Do it, please. We started using sourcing tools 
um, instead ones, of creating our own one, Booleans. Which one? Higher tool. Which one? Social talent has a great free one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then also in nurturing our talent, just using emails like um, uh, Mailchimp, you know, and actually developing campaigns and doing our newsletters and creating content that was relevant to them. Um, so just the, those type of tools so that enable us to have you've outreach. You've got a talent yeah. pipeline. You've got a talent mm-hmm. pipeline. Am I right about that? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so, what do you do? Just you you uh, put all the emails of all your uh, candidates in your database, and you send them all the same uh, uh, newsletter once a month. How do you how do you do that? No, we have segments in um, in our in our Mailchimp campaigns, and so yeah. I have a data segment, and I have um, you know segments for software engineers that things that yeah. are relevant to them, and we also host like events that like we what? market okay, to software them. Software engineers, what are you sending those software engineers? What are you sending them? So. Mostly the thing that we're focused on is data and Mm -hmm. analytics um, because those jobs are high in demand, and I'm getting a lot of those lately. So we've been hosting events regarding that and putting out tweets and and, um, articles that are um, from our speakers and the types of things that they're tweeting and talking about in the places that they're going just to kind of get this community, if you will, of uh, professionals yeah. uh-huh. that are locally. You know what? I, I, I don't know. I, I'm mm-hmm. having a coffee, and I don't usually have coffee while I'm drink, uh, having the show, and, and I think I'm, I'm a little too high strung. Does anybody else want to ask, uh, ask uh, Stacy a question, either Kathy or Michael G. Cox or <laughs> – or Alan Fleur, who knows her better than any of us already. Anybody? <laughs> Anybody want to ask Stacey a question? I feel I'm pushing her too hard. Anybody? <laughs> Somebody asked me about the content of my conference. <laughs> no, no, that's no, what we, I'm no, focused no, no. on. I'm focused on my conference content. That's really well, what that's I'm recruiting not why you're for. Here. I'm recruiting okay, for my that's conference. That's not why you're on the Recruiting Animal Show. I've already given you a few lectures already. We're not talking about the conference anymore. Yeah. Okay? You can bring okay. it up like All that right. every learning. once in a while. I want to know mm-hmm. how you recruit. We, we want you know there's there's young recruiters and they're saying, oh Stacy, look at her, she's a somebody, right? She's been in the business ten years. Sure. She's running yeah. these conferences. Surely I can listen to her on the Recruiting Animal Show and get some takeaways so I can do what she does. Okay? I don't want to just hear. Oh, you want to know what I do? Come to the conference. No. Now you're here. You're giving it away for free for a little while. Okay? Okay. Yeah. How do you determine? So you want to hear about some of the technologies that we use? Not anymore. Okay, uh, moving on. Okay, so uh, you said that the candidates care about culture, okay? You didn't tell me mm-hmm. how you know that, but I want to determine, how do you determine their culture fit then? How do you figure that out? Is there a, a formula you've got, or is it just a gut thing? No, I think it's definitely when you're having conversations with um, with potential candidates about what the things that, that drive them, the things that they're interested in, their affinities. Like, and, I mean, like, you can bake – like, like whether it's action sports, whether it's prestige of working for a company that is doing things that, you know, give back to the, to the, you know, to the world. I mean, like, you know, whether it's campaigns that they're doing, I mean, it's, it's kind of like they want to align themselves. It's like that, pres- that prestigious feeling. And I think that candidates really uh, want to be part of that. Okay. Uh, that's a non-answer. Okay. <laughs> That's a non-answer. Okay, here's another thing. You said that you have never invested in recruiter training, only tech training. Okay? You have taken courses in coding, 
but not recruiting. Did I get that right? Did I understand you correctly? Previously, yeah, yeah. Previously, um, before I before I came before last year, I wasn't. I did not reinvest. I was working at a staffing agency, um, a Fortune yep. 500 staffing agency. Got phenomenal training when I was there. Um, you know, throughout the time um, and. And when I left, I took all that knowledge, and I thought I was, you know, just doing everything right. I was succeeding. I was making lots of money. I started my own staffing agency. We're growing, growing, growing. Um, but then when you take time off you and you look around, you want to see what the new technologies are, you really have to reinvest in yourself. And even if you think you know everything, there are – Blind spots, uh, and okay, also so there's a barometer a I that thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to say, "Look, recruiters, don't worry about studying mm-hmm. recruiting. If you're recruiting uh, techies, go take a coding class. That's going to help you much more." But that's not really that wasn't your point. It's the opposite. You say you need recruiter training to stay abreast of the the latest and greatest. That's what people should do. Okay, it's you oh, know you they certainly can take coding, need but, both. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm going to do an ad. Okay, I'll just take uh, a minute to do an ad. Okay, with for Hire Tool. Okay, I saw Super. You heard that our guest. Do you use the paid version or the free version of, of Hire Tool, Stacy? The free. Oh, the free. Okay, well, I'm going to go and talk about a friend of mine, Amy Miller, who uses the paid version. Okay, she was talking about mm-hmm. it on Facebook. She said that her favorite sourcing tool is Hire Tool. Hands down. I quote her. Here's what she said. I recruit engineering managers in big tech. I've done side-by-side comparisons between Hire Tool, AI sourcing function, and another brand name tool that I will not mention. No contest. She mentioned it. No contest. Hire Tool provided relevant results with full contact info. The other tool provided a bunch of keyword fits. I'm not sure what that means. They completely missed the mark. It wasn't any good. That's her point. She's happy to discuss it further. She's going to be on the show on June 5th. If somebody wants to know why she loves Hired Tools so much, which I introduced her to, okay, just call in then. But she says it's not even a question between Hired Tool and other tools, okay? H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, Hired Tool. Okay, Stacy, are you having fun? No, you're not having fun yet. I can tell. You're not <laughs> having fun. Does gut reaction my, rock? My friends, the- my friends are texting me saying that I'm doing okay. Hang in there. <laughs> okay. So they should just be telling you be specific. The guy said be specific. Don't generalize. That's the only thing. I have to tell you something. It's hard to be a guest, okay? Especially when someone's yelling at you. Does gut reaction rock? I have a motto when I recruit. This is not me. This is someone who wrote on Facebook. Would I have him or her, the candidate, over to my house? My intuition is never wrong. Does that sound like a reasonable way to assess your candidate? You know, my gut reaction, would I like to bring this person over to my place for you know, a coffee or a dinner or just a chat. Is that does that work? I think that's um um biased. Isn't isn't that Is like, it? you know, how you create a culture where you're just wanting to hang out with people. I don't think that creates a place where you can get work done. You know what? Maybe you're right, but like I like the people who call into this show regularly and I, I, I you know, I would like to work with them. I mean, so lots of times they mm-hmm. contribute a lot, you know. I I don't know. I, I Okay, so what do you think about the idea? It doesn't matter if you like the person or not; they just have the technical skills you need. Uh, is that is that what uh, your rule is? 
is is that how you assess people no, I think you have to you have to be able to work with somebody. I mean, I don't think you have to like that person. I've certainly had candidates interview where they went on a team and they have to work with that team and people have yeah. to ask them questions because they work together at like, you know, especially infrastructure engineers or systems uh-huh. engineers as a team. Yeah. And if uh-huh. that person has an ego and can't be talked to and then they're not going to work well on the team. So that's a no. Okay. But it doesn't matter if they like the same movies as you or, or the same uh, hobbies or anything like that. That's completely irrelevant. Am I right? No, I think that those those are great starters. I mean, those are those are great ways to have that camaraderie. Absolutely. I mean, I, I wouldn't say those are irrelevant, but that's not going to be ultimately why you hire the person. Mm, okay. Okay, the hiring manager, you, you agreed with me in the end, okay, by the way, on that person. Okay, just just so you know where you're headed on that. The hiring manager says, look, Stacy, I need to see three people before I make a hire, okay? You find one yeah. great person, but no others in the short term, okay? So are you going to wait until you get three people to present, or are you going to present this person, and if she's good, are you going to press that hiring manager to hire now? You know, why, 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 why lose lose her while you're looking for other people. What are you going to do? Mm, that's a good question. So in, so I would send them the first candidate. Usually I, I would I usually have about three candidates within three days, and I send them together. Um, that's kind of been the general. But if I find one candidate first, I will send that, and I'll wait and see if they like them. Yeah. Hold Especially on. No, no. So, so, okay, so most of, your, most of your searches only take three days. Is that right? Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Oh, we're okay. like. Uh, I'm I'm no I'm I, no good. <laughs> okay. I mean, really. I mean, I, I, I am mean, no good. I am slow. Okay. You don't you don't work at a staffing agency and then launch your own company and then have it become a success within three years and hire people and open an office without being able to get candidates in the door quickly. I mean, yeah, well, you know what? Now things are a bit different for, that I have a family, but you know. Okay, well, it depends, I guess, on who you're recruiting. The big retained firms don't don't present people in in three days. Okay, I've done a lot of searches okay. with them, and mm. they just they just mm. don't. I mean, I guess it depends on who you're you're recruiting. Has there been a Me Too backlash? As one, hi- I'm reading this from an article. As one hiring manager, uh, as one manager hiring a woman uh, said, hiring a woman these days is an unknown risk. What if she took something? Uh, I said the wrong way. Is, is have you seen? I haven't seen anything I like that. Seen have anything. you seen? No. Okay. So so there's no backlash. It's not true. I've had people a- change the way they speak to me. However, I have had men change the way they speak to me um, and use different terms. Um, and and specifically not saying girl, but saying woman, and and catching mm. themselves in doing that. Mm. I've seen that. Mm. Okay. Okay, Kathy, did I insult you when I made the Tourette, uh, Tourette statement? Did, did I insult you, Kathy? Still there? Yeah, no, you didn't insult me. I just wondered why you chose that. That was just a weird question. Didn't you know what? insult me. I hate to say it, but Tourette syndrome is funny. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't know if it's Deuce Bigelow or something like that. He, he, yeah, he goes out with all those different girls, and, and one of them has Tourette syndrome, and he's in a he's in a convertible, and they pull up. Stop. Section. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's a, movie, a popular movie. Okay, it was just a, a weird question. That's all. It was a random okay. question. 
Okay. Here's a question that from Stephen O'Donnell. It's not a question from him. It's something that he's done, uh, and I, I've always sort of admired but never done myself. He tells his clients that if, if people from their company approach him uh, once they get to know him to, to move them, he'll do that. I, I've never done that. Have you, Stacy? So you, you've got a client. You're placing mm-hmm. people there. And the people there get to know you, and they call you up and say, I want to make a move. I'm ready to make a move. So you move people away from your own client. Have you ever done that? Um, When I have a contract with a client, there is a clause in our contract that says that we cannot recruit out um, of that company. So if if we have that contract in place – uh, for the entirety of our contract with them. So the entire time that we're working with that company – we can't recruit out of that company. What? What do you mean? You're, you're a third-party agency recruiter. What does it mean you've got a contract? Like we can't poach. And, and are, are, you con- doing I contracts have or are you doing direct placement? Uh, we do contracts and we do direct, and so we'll have a we'll have contracts for both of those. And in, within the contracts, so we'll have like the 90-day guarantee and like how mm-hmm. we have payment terms. But also, they'll be in there. Um, we we cannot poach or uh, recruit out of the company um, the while we're on the term of while we're in, engaged with that company. Interesting. Okay, so as soon as you're finished the next day, you can recruit all the people you met while you were working with them. Is that right? Yeah, but the possibility of finding the perfect job for that one person, it's, no. But what if they contact you directly? I mean, that's what you're we're not talking poaching. about. Yeah, you're yeah, not poaching then. The chances of that happening are so minuscule. There's no risk in, in providing some sort of a guarantee that you won't do that. I've had it happen several times. Yeah. I've had it yeah, happen. I think it's real. I disagree with Michael G. Cox on this. I'm going to do yeah. an ad for Honeit. H O N E I T. Honeit.com is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, man. That delivers a ton of info that you just can't get from a resume or a dry report written by a recruiter. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. And it turns everything into uh, a searchable transcript as well. So you can search it by keywords if, uh, if you want to. H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. Okay, back to Stacy. Stacy, is there something that you'd like to raise or anybody else want to ask a question that uh, that uh, that I haven't asked? Anything, Stacy? You know, I know you want to mention your 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 uh, your, uh, your conference again. It's on it's on July what eighteenth? July eighteenth? July eighteenth and September eighteenth. Yeah. Okay, and if someone wants to find uh, out about it, one in Los Angeles and one in Chicago. TechRecruit.io. There's 35 speakers and um, about 200 people at each of the conferences. It's one day, and it's all just tangible, hands-on learning across Uh five different areas, people analytics, sourcing intelligence. I'm going to tell you something. You've already got Alan Fleur, very good speaker. Michael G. Cox is a genius. Okay, I don't. I haven't noticed anybody uh, having him. Maybe he doesn't want to speak. Okay, he's really <laughs> smart. And, and he, yeah, the he was. I saw him interviewed. Will get me in trouble. 
I saw him interviewed. He was interviewed on the, those girls, the social media show, and they loved him. They just were falling all over him. They thought he was their best guest ever. Okay? Uh, okay. So I'm just letting you know you're, you're looking for talent. You can steal it from me. Okay. Um, okay. No pressure on candidates to close. This is what our, one of our recent guests said. As a candidate, I didn't like the constant pressure of the agency wanting to close me. We don't believe in that. What about you? Do you push mm-hmm. someone to close? So, uh, you know, it's funny because you were talking about Amy Miller, and I think she has fantastic ways of which she initially engages with candidates, and so does Lou Adler. And probably one of the best things I think Lou does or he teaches is that initial phone screen and how to identify those non-monetary drivers. And I think once you can capture those and understand those from the very beginning, it doesn't feel like it's pushy. It feels like it is, um, you're more being a consultative and you're keeping close. I, I think of it more like that. And I can certainly see if there's a pushy recruiter and they're very green and they don't, they don't really know how to engage with candidates, that can be a turnoff and they'll lose those candidates. Uh, and know, I've probably you, been in that you, position. You, no, no, no. You know what? I want, here's what I want you to do, Stacy. We've still got a half an hour left. If I ask you a question like that, don't tell me what Lou Adler does. I don't want to hear what Amy Miller does. I want to hear I've what you do, okay? How many times do I have to say it? Okay, so here's what Amy does. I know what Amy does. Amy says, uh, what do you like to do at the beginning? No, no, actually, Amy isn't even at the beginning. What happens is some losers in the company, some recruiters are, uh, you know, are junior or incompetent, they're losing their candidate, so they bring in Amy, the big guns, and she says, hey, Bob, yeah. what do you like? Okay, I'm looking at the sheet. You said you, you want a short commute. Okay, isn't that worth money to you? What about this? What about that? Why yeah. are you changing your tune? Did you forget already what you told us before? That's what she does. She holds them to account for all the things. You know, these, these candidates, they get mm-hmm. inflated senses of themselves once you give them an offer. But at the beginning, they're a little more modest, and she reminds them about that. I don't know what Lou does, but I'll tell you one thing that Lou does that always seemed a little dishonest to me, and he would, he would really fight with me about this. He says, I'm going to give you a 30% raise, but it's not monetary. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's okay? It's not no, money, no. but we're talking I, I can't, in money terms. I can't terms. say that that's what Lou does, though. I, I, I admire Lou for what he does. I really like him. But, um, I can say and I, I, and like I bring him. in. I bring in Amy and I bring in Lou because I was saying that that is what I do, and I like to bring in testimonies that that's also what other people do. It's kind of like citing a really good book, and that's where you read it. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Just remember what I told you. You're the guest today, okay? Not them. Okay, here, okay. let me take you back in time. You were a sponsored snowboarder. You were an ext- are you, would you call yourself an extreme athlete? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do those hot dog Hot dog uh, flips and all those kind of things. Yeah. Yes. You're so yeah. funny. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've so, done backflips. So I read an article. They're actually, uh, easy Adam, Adam. Yeah. Adam Grant's a famous psychologist, and he interviewed Lindsey Vaughn, the famous skier. Okay. And she mm-hmm. said she's got a, a recovery formula. When she uh, gets hurt, she follows it. They were talking about resilience. Okay. Do you think that having been a snowboarder? You've got resilience, okay? Like you said at the beginning, you try to see the positive in when bad things happen. Have you ever injured yourself uh, when you were a snowboarder uh, uh, doing tricks? Yeah, yeah. 
definitely. That okay. was what ended did, my career. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, do you, but do you have a, 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 a method to recover, or do you just stay depressed and, and drink for a few months? No, I, I got right into physical therapy, and um, I changed my goals and my perspective on things, and I refocused, and I got my degree in college. I got my finance uh-huh. degree, moved to San uh-huh. Diego, and I uh-huh. I moved on. I don't I don't dwell in things. I, I uh-huh. changed okay. the, so, hold on. the so, scene, and I do person, something different. As a snowboarder, you're probably someone who likes taking risks. Am I right about that or wrong? Definitely professional snowboarder. A risk taker. Yeah. Yeah. So, so have, has, is that helping you at all in your recruiting? That you can yeah, have you ever thought of it. I am. I am fearless. That's probably like my, my number one thing is I can envision something happening, and within three months, it's happening. And um, okay. and and I don't have a fear of of doing different things or trying something new. Okay. Okay. Just put this in context. I'm not talking about your conference here. I'm talking about your recruiting. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, how, yeah. how has I just want to know how has your your penchant for ri- taking risks, your fearlessness, how has that specifically manifested and helped you in your recruiting career? Well, I launched my own staffing agency. Um, yeah. That was really scary. Um, you know, okay. and. Um, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never, I was 32 years old when I when I launched it, and I wrote down a uh-huh. business plan on a napkin with a friend of mine from Microsoft, and you know, and then uh-huh. I had a website up, and I was making calls, you know. And how uh-huh. do you get in front of somebody and say I've left one of the biggest, you know, Fortune 500 staffing agencies, and now I got my own gig, and you yeah. know, trust in me, and and how do you how does that play out? Um, I think uh, being how do you, well, is a big part of that. Now, let's switch questions. How do you what's your business? How do you get bring in new business? What's your model for business development? Uh, so initially it was smile and dial. It was calling everybody who I knew, letting them know what I was doing, and also inviting them to be on my CTO roundtables, which I was doing at the time. That was a big um, marketing um, arm from, for the company, and we would have five chief technology officers and VPs on panels talk about how great they are, and lo and behold – you know, one out of five would be one of my clients. So that okay, is so kind you of were, how Hold I on switched. a sec. I've heard this before. So yeah. you were making uh, events. You were arranging yeah. uh, for events in the te- in the tech in the tech business, and that mm-hmm. was your marketing. That was your marketing strategy, bringing these yeah. putting yeah. these events together. Okay, so that was one of your major ones. The other was just calling people up out of the blue and asking for business. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. can you can you tell us how that happened? What was your call like? What what did you say? We I like exactly. Hi, this is Stacy Broadwell. Okay. I see that you have a software engineering position. Wanted to see if we could be a resource for you. Uh, we do technology placements, and you know, kind of go something of that nature. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to do a sales call. <laughs> I actually have, uh, coincidentally, um, the very first tape of my training from that staffing agency when I first started working there, I found the tape of me actually doing my training and doing my very first calls um, and how I was trying to put so much um, information into it. But the other thing I would do is I would offer these marketing maps of the um, of the company's industry, and these were things that I was doing in college for free anyway, so that they didn't really seem like um, like it was hard for me to, to develop them. And it would just be the industry, it'd be who their competitors were, it'd be like you know the turnover, retention, and growth opportunities. And I would send those to them as, as a free kind of gift. And I would also I would get um, I'd get new clients that way. 
Really? Okay. And so you said you don't have to make any marketing calls anymore to bring in new business. Why not? How do you get it now? I get a lot of referrals and I'm I'm actually I've taken a step back from the staffing component of it and I'm focusing most mostly on doing events and um so so I get I get a lot of people who hit me up um and I've been and I've been very um you know picky about the type of things that I'll work on cuz I feel like there's this and, and maybe I know a lot of, of uh, contingency recruiters will feel this too, where companies will contact you and just try to get your, you know, candidates filled into their database. And I'm and I am no data Cinderella. And so now I actually charge an engagement fee for anybody to use our services. What does that mean, an engagement fee? Like a retained uh, fee? Kind of, but like I don't know if I completely believe in the retained portion of it. I just want to know that there's skin in the game. I'm I'm all about doing. I'll do contingency, um, but we'll also do on demand. Like I've sat in house and worked on demand uh, on contract basis for companies, um, yeah. which has has been phenomenal. Yeah, but, no, but here's by the you way. want to avoid. You want to avoid mm -hmm. sending out a bunch of resumes, and then they'll hire those people yeah. six months later without calling you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just fill your database. I've been there. I've yeah. seen it. I, you know, is there anything you do when like in your oh, 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 Is there anything you do in your fee hmm. agreement that you know, tries to handle that? This is one of Jerry's favorite topics. He's not here today, but hmm. do you try to say I own this candidate for a year? If you hire this candidate for yeah. any position, is that what it says? Yes. Yeah. Not so when. Not else, when we. Not, I'm sorry, not when we submit a candidate, um, like, you know, if we submit a resume, because the thing is, it can't be, they can hire them for a different position, and that's where the risk, there, there's where the risk is, you know, um, so it has to be specific to this position. So it will say, for this particular job rec, this particular order, you cannot hire this candidate up to six months or, or whatever the term might be, um, but they can hire them for a different position, but that's when I engage that upfront fee, because then I know they're more serious about it, and they're not going to be playing any games okay okay well when you're making do you leave voicemail when you're calling people for, yeah. for business yeah or for i'm recruiting? a huge i'm huge on phone calls <laughs> i do an email and i follow up with a phone call always and, and uh -huh. it's funny because i feel like i've been in an office before with other recruiters and i'm the only one making phone calls <laughs> like okay. i gotta come back to that my fa it's our anymore. favorite topic on this show i have to do an ad then we'll spend the rest of the show on that hi everybody recruiting animal here for pc recruiter you know uh i am going to quote i like quoting you know successful people and i saw jeremy sizemore the sap recruiter he loves PC Recruiter. And here's what he said on Facebook. I've been on PC Recruiter for over 15 years. And here's the reason why. There's no reason to change. They're constantly improving the product. They've got great customer service. It's well-priced and has all the functionality I want. I also love the mobile app, which I use all the time. I like the ease with which I can import a LinkedIn profile or Zoom Info profile by clicking an import button. In PC Recruiter, you can customize reports however you like for team meetings. PC Recruiter is a staple in our industry. In about half of the pinnacle society, those are the best recruiters, is running mm. PC Recruiter. So go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Okay, so you're the fearless girl 
like the one uh, you, you can take me to task for that, but that's the name of that famous statue, okay, in front of the bull, right? You know that statue, the fearless girl? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I did not. Mm-mm. Oh, you got to go but look it up. You. Everybody else must know, okay? I mean, something's wrong with you if you don't know that. Everybody was going, <laughs> I were, every famous politician went to get their picture taken with her. Fearless girl, put it in Google as soon okay. as we finish the show, okay? Okay. Anyway, so you're calling people up. So the first you send an mm-hmm. email, then you phone, right? Is that no, what you I told call. us? That's your process? I call and then I follow up with an email and in the subject I put per my voicemail. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and then I might How put many times else. will you call? Um, How many times will you call a person on the phone? Uh, a candidate or a client? Uh, either Once. one, you tell me. <laughs> Um, once I don't, I don't, I don't hound people. I, I have, I don't, I might, um, you know, when I was at that fortune 500 staffing company, we would do a phone call and then, you know, and in an email, I got to tell you that fortune 500 staffing company, (laughs) that's just like being with a, a a, a five person staffing company as well. I don't think there's any difference, but you can keep saying the training and the resources are the difference. I'm I'm just saying the training and the resources were were huge and I didn't I did not um I wasn't as grateful for I didn't understand what I was really getting at the time but you know once you own uh-huh. your own staffing agency and you're bootstrapped and you don't have the resources for all the marketing you don't have the admins who could blast off all these email campaigns <laughs> once you know cuz that's what they would do we would we would have uh, you know you place a phone call you do whatever and then you hand it over to the e- to the admins and then they send these letters and then they get a series of like six of them and so I was doing that initially I would have these postcards and I was like sending them in the mail and then after I speak with a candidate or I mean a client I would send them you know a, a letter or I'd send them a, I've sent plants before <laughs> I've sent gifts you know I mean you know you 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 kind of do that and I think it just kind of depends on whether you're you are wait a second you know, well, let me ask a question do those funky do those funky things work sending a plant does that get you business I feel like if you are doing something to re, uh, make yourself memorable and I also feel like I know it's cheesy, but if they have something that's sitting on their their desk that was a gift from if they were at my CTO roundtable, like I will send gifts afterwards that say okay, thank you that's for being different. Um, okay, participating. Okay, that's different. Okay, I'm talking about sending blind cupcakes. Like all of a sudden, a bunch of fancy, <laughs> fancy cupcakes come to the office. We we have a name for that here. Cupcake We'd, recruiting. We okay? totally used to do that. We used to do that all the time. We would bring cookies and. They love it. it. Work. They love that stuff. It you did work. Call back. You could... <laughs> call. It will get you really? more. There's been oh yeah, there was a um there was a lady at Corn Ferry one time. She would send one one shoe to an executive and say, Before the other shoe drops in your industry, give me a call. Or she'd send a little little box of chocolate and say, While you're enjoying this, give me a call, let's talk. She'd get calls would back. Would that work for a man, Alan? Would that work for a man? Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> animal, animal, you like doing research. Do research on Donnie Deutsch, who got a auto, an auto agency piece of business because he sent a piece of a car, pieces of a car to the client over a period of weeks, and he uh-huh. had taglines with all of them. Look it up. Okay, I will. Okay, fine. Uh, right now, I'm interested more more in your. How you say you say you won't pester somebody. You'll make one call. If they don't reply, you'll send an email, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're telling me, Stacy? I would probably um, 
I mean, depending on what the position is and depending on who the client is or how big they are, or if I have other candidates who are working at the, you know, if they're enterprise level and, I, and I'm working with other managers, then, you know, I might say, hey, I'm going to be on site. I don't want it to be the same email, like, hey, remember my last email? You didn't follow up. But it would be something more relevant, like, hey, I'm going to be on site meeting with emails? your coworker. Here's, here's a, let, me, let me narrow you down, okay? How many emails? I would maybe do one and one follow-up. But the follow-up okay. would have to and just, be And how many phone calls? Substantial. Like in, 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 when you're after one, one. person. So one phone call and two emails, and that's your max. Is that, mm-hmm. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was, okay. That's, that's my, my formula okay. for success. Okay. And, so also, and, then, and also you've sort of said, if somebody tells you, Stacy, I don't want this job, uh, you don't try to persuade them to, to consider it. Is that right? You said you're not pushy. Am I right about that? You don't say, listen, yeah, I don't think that I'm pushing. So you don't try to convince anybody. If so they say you call up and they say, Stacy, it's not for me. I'm happy where I am. Do you do any? Do you, do you push mm. them or do you say, listen, let's talk? What happens? There is a conversation that you got to bring it back to those non-monetary drivers that we talked about, like at the very beginning of the conversation, where and that is really why you're trying to establish those non-monetary drivers. Like maybe it's a commute, maybe it's um, they want to be closer to family, maybe they want um, the affinity of their prestigious of working with this company, and I and having that conversation could be a way to persuade them in a, in a different direction. But you have okay, to have. Okay, so you're saying. That hold on a second. So 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 what you're saying now is your first conversation is not about a specific job you'll call somebody up and you say I'd like to get Mm -hmm. to know you then you ask them a list of questions and then based on those questions you'll decide you'll say look I've got this position and they say no I'm happy where I am and you'll say well you know what you just told me that you'd rather be close to your parents and and this will bring you closer is that what you're saying because I'm not sure well I don't (laughs) I don't talk about the position at the at the end of the call i mean i make it really clear why i'm contacting that person you know i have an open position we want to see if you might be if you're interested i'd like to have a conversation no i'm not interested guys stacy i'm happy where i am what comes next that's fine maybe then they go into our database of candidates who might come to our next event i want to know what that's why i do events okay okay joe okay mary animal then nice talking to you maybe we'll speak again in the future is that what happens next Animal. Uh, what hap- Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy, help what, me out here. Kathy, my, my next question would be, well, what would your ideal position look like that would draw you away from your current company? Mm, that's a great one. Stacy, Stacy, what do yeah. you say to that? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, do that's you do perfect. That? That's do you ask that? Yeah. Do you ask that kind of question? Do you press like Kathy Definitely. does? Definitely. As as you are, you know, as you're looking, what is the ideal opportunity? And if we have something like that, could we speak I'm not to you? Looking. I mean, certainly. I'm not looking, Stacy. I'm not looking. I'm happy here. Well, that's great. I could I could I introduce? Could I invite you to one of our next events? I okay, think so I mean if you? they don't want if if they say no I mean and they don't want to talk to you again then by all means have a great day. Okay. What if I'm the, not what going if the first thing they, we must, wait a sec, we must on, be in on. contact. Uh, 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 uh. What if, this is something your your mentor uh, Lou Adler addresses. What if the first thing the person says is how much? And he 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 points out that uh, good candidates and lousy candidates that's the first question they tend to ask. How much? How do you deal with that? 
You know, I think it's important that you have a barometer of, like, what they're looking for. And if, if the driver for them is going to be a monetary compensation and you don't they want know to speak about that is. initially. You don't know yet. Hold on. You t- you, oh, no, wait a second. Monetary. If, you, if they want no, to no. know what that is, then it's monetary. And that's fine. You can uh, have that conversation. Okay. okay. Well, you have a, you know, you, you're buddy, buddies with Lou. You have a conversation with him about that because he says push that to the side. Tell the candidate right away, look. We're talking about a career-oriented position. Money's not the primary issue. Let's talk about that later. That's what Lou does. At least I have all the articles I've read by him, that's what he does, okay? No, what you're right. Yeah, company, absolutely. What about, com- what about company name? Do you tell them the company? Oh, which, which company is it, Stacy? What do you say? I tell them, yeah. I tell them who I'm, I'm working with. And, uh, Why? Certainly. Why? I I I let the comp- I let the candidate know who I'm working with, and I've actually had I've gotten I've seen candidates who are shady try to circumvent the the that whole process, which you know is probably what your point is. Why do you tell people? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm I I think once I vetted them and and it's usually probably the second conversation because of that whole fishing situation that once I vetted them and I understand, and I, and I trust that they are in a, a candidate who's not a staffing agency, I will tell them who the, um, who the company is. Okay. Yeah. But you, you won't, you won't tell them right off the bat. That's what I meant. First call. They say, Oh, who's it with? You don't tell no. them. You, what do you, no. you say, I'm not going to tell no, you. What no, do you no. say to them? I'm not going to tell you. I don't trust you. What do you I say? say this is a. I say it's a company within the finance industry, and I tell them what it's about, and I and I'll and I'll kind of tell them generalities of the position and the industry and the size and those sort of things. Uh huh. And why uh, they would be the ideal candidate? Uh-huh. Why they're a fit? Why we're looking yeah. at them? Mm-hmm. Once once you you're sending someone out for an interview, how much interview prep do you do with people? I do a lot of interview prep. I I do. I actually even try to sit in on interviews with the client to understand what their team is looking for and to understand the um, dynamic of the team. And um, I think that whatever you can give to your candidate to help them without it being answers to the questions, um, you know, helps them be successful because it's, it's, you know, people are nervous going into um, interviews. You want to be a little. More I called specific. a bunch of people before I got onto this podcast with you. <laughs> uh-huh. What should I expect? What's he like? <laughs> Nothing can prepare you. Um, no, you can. Yeah, and, it's uh, always the yeah. same. I ask the same questions. Ask the same questions. The people—they're quiet today. I, they must be uh, in awe of you. Uh, but you know, they ask the same questions. We all say the same things. And and uh, the thing is, I want to know specifics. Like you said, I said, do you do interview prep? Yeah, recruiting animal. Yeah. I tell them what to wear. Okay, I, I tell them these are the kind of standard questions. <laughs> do you do? Do you run through that, or do you just assume this person yeah. knows what to wear? No, no, absolutely. You have to do. You have to tell. Who doesn't know this? This is funny that you're asking these questions. I feel like they're kind of basic. But um, yeah, you tell people what to wear. You know, if they're going to be going into Red Bull, it's an action sports industry. Everybody's very. You know, they got hats and they got vans and they got you know jeans on. And if you go in wearing a tie and slacks, right away they are going to be like, no, nope, not a fit. And um, you know. There's also companies on the other side of the spectrum where they're a little bit more buttoned up, you know, and you have to prep your candidates for that sort of thing. 
So I, the reason I mentioned it because I saw today on my Facebook group uh, a woman said that she sent somebody, an experienced person, in for an interview at an investment bank. He wore jeans. Great candidate. Knocked out. Okay. So uh, not everybody uh, preps. I don't think I, I. I don't. I usually figure people know how to dress, right? Uh, so I mm. never. I never go over that with them. But you're saying that's an essential. That is everybody else yeah. agree with her about that? Going over clothing, uh, uh, grooming yes. is that an issue? Yes, you know what? Needed. Uh, I, no, I, how did she know? It, well, the thing go is, the, the big companies now are not allowing you to tell them that because they could sue you coming back to you and saying, "Well, I didn't get hired because I couldn't afford to buy a suit. I had to wear, you know, slacks mm-hmm. and a shirt." So you have to be very careful. Yeah, but can't you really? get around I that, that by saying, but can't you just get around that, Kathy, by saying, in my opinion, here's what I would suggest if I were going to go interview there? Yeah, but still they could come back. We were not allowed to say that. That's all I can tell you. You know what? Whenever I, I really, raise I a grooming issue, that. hold on. Uh, whenever I raise a grooming issue on my Facebook group, people call me a pervert and a sexist and <laughs> everything else, okay? so So this is a valid question. Stacey. But okay. see, animal, they're being biased against you. You're not a pervert they are. or a sexual it's predator. True. You're <laughs> just psychotic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just posted something about your workwear animal on my Facebook page. Right, yeah. Well, you saw my shoes that I was wearing at Starbucks yes. in the middle of the winter, okay? Uh, yeah. So they weren't clean or anything like that. Stacy, no, that's okay. All the, time, the time's almost up. Let's go over your offerings again. You've got a, a, a conference with Alan Fleur, is one of the speakers in Los Angeles, on mm-hmm. July 18th yep. of this year, okay? And yes. techrecruit.io is the website innovative uh, approaches to recruiting is the theme mm-hmm. you've got uh, a rep- uh, another version i won't say a repeat of that conference in chicago are, are all these speakers mm-hmm. local so only local speakers in la and then local speakers in chicago is that is that how it works uh, mostly, mostly, I would say there's probably a handful um, who are global speakers. Um, you know, such uh-huh. as Craig Fisher will be there. I believe Marin Hogan is going to be one of our speakers, and uh-huh. um, I don't know who else is actually flying <clears throat> in, but everybody else is predominantly local to either Los Angeles or Chicago. Okay. And, and to go back to your podcast. first question, if I, if I, to go back to your very first question of the of um, at the beginning of your show, you asked if there was anything I learned or lessons, and yeah. I learned to recruit people locally. That was one of the lessons I learned in recruiting for my for my own conference. Because reload was so hard, is that why? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, you know, I have to tell you, I, I had a friend who was recruiting exclusively in the semiconductor industry. He was very successful in almost every placement he made involved uh, mm-hmm. a relocation. So, I mean, I, I always agree with you. It's, I think it's really hard to, to relocate people, but uh, some people, that's their bread and butter. Okay. Uh, so last thing, you resisted. I'm trying to get, you know, give people the uh, URL, the domain name for your own podcast, and uh, actually, it's on Tech Recruit. The Tech Recruit account on YouTube has videos. Are all your podcasts on YouTube as well, or um, are, some are of them? All but them? we do. We we yeah. We video every single one of our podcasts, and then we'll take yeah. either the whole show or we'll take ten-minute versions, like clips or yeah. smaller yeah. clips, yeah. and we'll put them. You yeah. know, we'll trickle them out. 
Okay. It's a good sound bite. Kathy Manis. Kathy Manis, a great Kathy Manis. Thank you. Thank you for calling on the line. I can hear you. Alan Floor, he's a superstar. He's going to be at the uh, Tech Recruit in L.A. on July 18th. Michael G. Cox didn't say much today. I don't know what's wrong with you. And anybody else? And our new friend, Stacy Broadwell. Thank you. I just same old thing. I, as a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. And just in case anybody's still on the line, that's from like ten years ago. <laughs> Sometimes the guest thinks it's about them. Okay. Here's Jerry again. Are you familiar with the after show and its format and the goal of said show, Cliff? No. What we do is uh, on, on a scale of one to ten, you need to rate the guest and then the host. Oh, okay. And and you can you can pick a score for any reason you want. Some people might disagree with you, uh, challenge your score, but in general, uh, whatever you want to score, whole numbers only, please. Okay. I just wrote a post for Animal saying boycott Animal's radio show until he stops criticizing job seekers. Ooh. But Animal...